everyone. Welcome to another episode of CJ and the Duke. As always, I am your co-host, Robert the Duke Fedoric. And I am Corey, CJ Wesley. This episode is brought to you by our two favorite sponsors. Our first sponsor is Clear Sky. Corey, you know what I love about Clear Sky? <laughs> What's that, Duke? We talked a lot about it's everything you need in identity management, identity governance and automation, all newly built on the ServiceNow platform where all the rest of your workflow is and none of that tech debt that you get with previous platforms, right? But you know what else I love about it? What's that? Man, these guys are serious ServiceNow players. It's not like you just get these random people who built an app on ServiceNow. They're like half their team are in ServiceNow's prestigious Dev MVP programs, right? You and yeah. Chase would know that because you guys are Dev MVPs. And how many ClearSky employees are over there? Quite a few, man. Quite a few. That's something I was thinking about, too. ClearSky, the product is great, right? But the team is also amazing. And, they just and put me, a like, post out was showing all of their developer MVPs. I think they have five of them. It's insane. That's even unheard of amongst the really good ServiceNow store products. What I'm saying is, if you've never heard of ClearSky, if you care about identity governance and automation, if you care about ID management, this is the product, folks. You got to check it out. It's all on ServiceNow where all the rest of your flows are. And it's made by some of the best in the business on the ServiceNow side and some of the best in the business in the ID management space. They are going to be in the description below. Be sure to check them out. Our second sponsor is Magic Mind. And Magic Ma Mind. Magic Mind. And they call themselves the first productivity drink. And I got to agree, it's got matcha. It's got adaptogens. It's got all the ashwagandha, the turmeric. It's got nootropics in it. And it's got a good dose of honey for the taste too. And you just pop it back and... It's a whole different experience than coffee. You know, coffee, like it gets you going and it energizes you, but it's that anxious energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's that, oh, oh, if I don't write this down, something bad's going to happen. It's just like jittery. <laughs> and, but when I get on my magic mind in the morning, it's just that flow energy, calm, cool. Everything's going to be okay. And look at how easily I'm not even thinking about it. And it's just like an hour's disappeared and I got all this work done. Man, and, and who doesn't want to get in that flow state, right? You know, start the day in the flow state and, and just kind of breeze through work as if, you know, as if it's second nature. Yeah, I got to tell you, I haven't quit coffee, but if I do get to the point where I'm going to say, like, coffee's out, Magic Mind's going to be my ability to get off of coffee for sure. So we have a special treat for you too, 20% off of Magic Mind. So just check the description below. We're going to have a link to their website that will also take you to a 20% discount on your first order of Magic Mind. All right, Corey, what are we talking about today? Man, dude, today we've got a very special guest. We've got with uh, Jace Benson, and we're talking about ServiceNow News, and we're talking about ServiceNow Development. Man, we're talking about all of that, and we're talking about it with Jace, like Man. the Jace. Not, <laughs> not kidding about special guest, right? Right, well, absolutely. I'm glad to be here, guys. <laughs> It's Look, man, I'm glad to have you here, dude. You're one of my favorite people in the space. Really happy that you've uh, agreed to come on the show to chat with us today. And I'm really happy to spend some time with you. Well, I'm also inspired by you guys and the content you're putting out. So don't put me well, too high on any pedestals. I mean, <laughs> and speaking of content, we got to just jump right in. News.js.pro is not new, right? But this thing you're doing with the videos, tell us what's going on there. So I, I thought... I'd try something new where I would 
put myself in front of a camera and I'd aggregate the news I aggregate into a video clip and throw it up on LinkedIn or YouTube or somewhere and just see how it goes. So far, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm doing it once a week. I did do it on Fridays and now I moved it to Mondays. I try to keep them under five minutes. Okay. There is so much stuff happening. It is hard to put that down. It's crazy, isn't it? Like without spending your entire day on LinkedIn and Twitter, you, you just never know all the good yeah. stuff that's coming up onto the feeds. And it's just, it blazes by And I, I think I spend more time than most in terms of finding quality content to read. But Jace, your newscast just brings it to a whole other level. I mean, I'm just using my news.jace.pro aggregator, which I put on RSS feeds and I can script other stuff into it. So that helps a bunch. But one thing that can't do is it can't pull stuff from LinkedIn. LinkedIn actually has stuff in their terms of service where you can't do that kind of stuff, like automatically. Bummer. So I have to like literally scroll down their walled garden, just save things and come back to them. I want to say here, Jason, I feel like you're considerably underplaying the enormity of what you're doing. <laughs> like, first, you started the, the news.jace.pro, right? Like, that's the first service now news aggregator, right? Like, it's just going out in the ecosystem and pulling out all things noteworthy and putting them in one place, which, you know, if you're new to the ecosystem, is a humongous head start in just understanding, like, what's going on understanding the players, understanding some of the advanced concepts, understand some of the, understanding some of the conversations that's, that's typically going on in the space. But then you just took it a step further than that, right? Everyone consumes information differently. And so you took it a step further and you said, well, you know, how about I give you a bite-sized video version of the news? And now you're the ServiceNow newscaster. <laughs> and the videos create such a feel for me, like from like a, a news network. I mean, it's not even like from a perspective of like, oh, you know, some guy sat down in front of a camera and he's reading the script. Like, dude, this feels like a polished news network telecast. And it's awesome. <laughs> it's been fun making it. I got to admit, Mark Scott has been doing these live streams and that kind of inspired me to try something with video. And Andrew Albedore, he's kind of the, the idea behind the news.jace.pro. Way back in the day, I was like, I have all these RSS feeds. I'm going to share this. They call it an OPML file. It's how you store oh, yeah, yeah. a list of RSS feeds. And he's like, can you just put that online somewhere so I don't have to set up an RSS reader? And I was like, yeah, I can do that. And that's what became new such Pro over the couple iterations that it is. And we are going to have links to this in the description below. If you've never seen news.jstop.pro, you got to see it. And... Man, Corey, maybe if we advertise this enough, people will stop asking us, what's the, you know, send me the one document, the the one source of trips and ticks and trips and, ah! <laughs> <laughs> trips <That>. and ticks. <laughs> <laughs> trips to oh. chicks, the bugs. <laughs> I don't have a way to, like, show users, like, their searches, like, like a way to like send somebody a quick string of, hey, I searched Jace, news.jace.pro with this string, and these are what you're looking for. That is possible to do. I have it. The code's there and it works. I just don't expose it today. Still, man, if you just, if you could just show people the enormity of what's out there so that they can understand what they ask when they say, hey, just send me like a few articles, give me some insights. And it's like, shoot, man, there's hours of content being made every day now. Yeah, there's stuff all the time and it's constant. I actually don't do anything to add the news to that site. It just happens. Yeah. Every every hour right now. 
when you pull this information from the automated sources, forget LinkedIn for a second, which is a shame. Is there any way you could like you can get the amount of views or interactions that have been on it? So another thing, I'm really privacy conscious, so I don't want to store anything about anybody that I don't need to. And I am storing clicks right now. So somebody clicks on a link, like that number is stored. And you can actually see it. I don't really do anything good at the data right now. But on the left of the link, there's a information box or button. If you click on it, it gives like some system information. But one of the things it gives, it gives the clicks. Yeah, I see that. I can see what items are being clicked more often. And then I have another thing where I store the searches. I thought in the beginning, it'd be really cool to like show like a word cloud of searches happening. But then I was like, oh, but somebody's going to search something inappropriate. And then I have to add rules to like stop that from happening. So Someone's always got to ruin it, right? (laughs) Well, I just don't want to make more work for me. So like if I expose what people are searching for, if they search for, I don't know, Acme company is terrible. Like I don't want to show that on the screen. I'm trying to keep everything on the up and up and positive on all the things I make. Because if you're going down the negative path, like... I just think that's not a good choice. Yeah, it's the internet, right? So if there's a way to make it negative, people will make it negative. So it's good to be intentional about a positive focus, I think. But this is, I mean, this is why his newscast is so important too, right, Corey? Is that it's that aggregation. We now have too much material coming out on the regular. Right. To kind of like read it all and decide for yourself what's good or what's rising to the top. And that's why like having Jace just do a weekly summary of like, he does that different focuses, right? He he gets the people that continuously crank out content, but he's also like, here's people that are new that I've never seen before. So he gives people a chance to come up, but like, yeah, I'm playing with different topics. So, so far it's been like new folks and new content and then interesting stuff to me. And then like upcoming events, like that's all that I'm doing right now. Well, I mean, a lot of people just don't know, right? I think people who have been around a middle to long time are interested to see what new fresh perspectives are. But people who are brand new to the space, I think it's important that someone like you says, here's something I found insightful. Right. Like, I had no idea about this whole skills bridge next gen group of folks until literally six weeks ago. Yeah, there's all kinds of those programs now. Some of them are way better than others, but... Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and I guess we can do a quick aside on that. I wonder how well those folks are doing in terms of getting their message out to the target audience, because there was one of these programs that um, targeted a um, HBCU audience, right? Like you had mm-hmm. to have specifically needed a, a degree from an HBCU in order to qualify. And I wonder if they were able to reach that audience, because I know I'm a black guy. Right. And I, it took, I didn't hear about this program. Wait a minute. And- <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I just had to, I had to do it. <laughs> I feel like I have to ask, what is HBCU? Is that a college or is that some? Historically black uh, universities. Colleges oh, I and see. universities, I think is what the rest of the acronym stands for. And and so I've only just heard about it this, this week. And while I don't have a degree from a, a HBCU, I, I would think that I would largely, I would fall in that larger demographic that you would target. And me just only hearing about it this week, I wonder, like, I wonder how intentional these folks, some of these programs are about getting that message to the people who they're intending to see it. Because a lot of these programs don't work if you can't actually get folks to, you know, take part. 
if the goal is to spread the message, right? And that's obviously, that's what I think you're really good at here, Jace, is spreading the message with Jace, uh, news.jace.pro and then now the ServiceNow newscast, right? Like, I wonder if some of these folks need to need to uh, give you a call. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that'd be, that'd be really cool to get some sort of pre-roll ad or something or like sponsored content. I did, right now, it's just me picking stuff, but I don't know where I want to go with this thing yet. Also, I don't know who, who like my whole demographic is. When I've been sharing the videos on LinkedIn, you can kind of see what companies view the stuff. Yeah. But it's all internal service now places. So yeah, like so I don't know that it has that viewership outside of that grouping. Like I'd feel like it'd be better leveraged by somebody who's more focused on just careers and such. I always wonder what's the audience too that that we're reaching when we do some of this outreach that we're all doing here, right? Like with the podcast here that uh, that the Duke and I do with the, the newscast that you just started and the news aggregator that you've had going and, and all the other stuff, right? Like Duke's got, you know, YouTube channel and newsletter. I've got a newsletter. You know, there's a lot of folks out here doing a lot of content. And again, right? Like first I want to, you know, focus on appreciate that, the fact that, you know, on news.js.pro, you can get all of that all of that content in one place, you know, and I'm just wondering, though, are we contributing to bringing new folks into the ecosystem? You know, that would be a good thing to measure against. Like, right. I don't know how you'd capture it, but anybody listening, if you're new to ServiceNow and you found out about this stuff through CJ and the Duke, you should reach out to them on Twitter. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, because right. I, I would love to you know that we're exciting new folks in the ecosystem like they were getting folks excited about service now as a whole and that they can see a future here yeah i mean i'm i'm trying when i'm making these things i try when i make them figuring out what would make it successful like what does success look like for me and that's yeah. always a hard question because like am i successful if people watch it am i successful if i can get somebody to tell me to put sponsored content on it am i successful yeah. if like I do it until I feel like I'm content with it. And I, I really struggled with it when I first started writing my blog. Because I was like, what am I doing this for? And really, it was just for me in the beginning. It was just a place to put my notes down in public that I could reference. Okay. And it still is that to me. But like these other things, they kind of have different purposes. Like this video thing, I just want to see like if this is something I like to do. I want to try different stuff. And I am enjoying it. It's really fun that... The app I'm using for the, the video stuff is really great. It's this MMHMM app. It's fantastic if you have uh, needs to do interesting videos. I kind of have a different slant on that. For me, it's always been about what do I want to do with my stuff? And I've rarely looked at the success of my stuff as outside of my own, you know what I mean? Like, what do I want to get out of it? And so it started with just... I was bored. I didn't feel like where I was working at the time, I had an opportunity to speak my mind about certain things. And it was just get that out there and right. people could like it or not like it. <laughs> right. You know, there's something you said about just, like, what's that? Go ahead. I said, there's something we said about just getting that random thought out of your brain. Like yeah. another thing that writing that stuff down does for me is it gives myself permission to forget. Like I can just not think about that thing anymore. Which is fantastic, because if I don't do that, I'm constantly going back to that, like, rogue thought. Dude, like, yeah, I, 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 I've got way too much, like, rolling around in my brain, and I, I never find time to write it down and get it out of there. I agree with you that that's a really good, um, a really but good. But I mean, idea. even if you just write, write down a note about it, like, one sentence, like, that's enough for me to forget about it, and then I can I, just come back to it later. 
Chase, that's the highlight of the show right there. And I feel like it's the most profound point that people can take away from this show is that talking about it, producing content about it, it's like polishing a diamond in the rough, right? Yeah. Inside of our heads, it's abstract, but because it's comfortable inside our heads, it's kind of like, well, I know what that is. But you don't really know that thing until you have to express it to somebody, which is the act of polishing and deburring it and making it smooth. And you know what I mean? Like it exposes weaknesses that you didn't know were there because just sitting in the dark recesses of your mind. Dude. And I think about all the different rants that I can kind of do on demand, like my outcomes, outcomes, outcomes rant, my documentation rant my building reporting paradigms that matter, how to get good, like all the things that I can almost like, I can talk for 15 minutes nonstop at the drop of a hat, all started because I wrote it down in a blog or I produced it in a video or I even tried to produce it in a video and just it never got there. I mean, right. Or I talked about it on CJ and the Duke. Like just write it down in a notebook. Put it on a private GitHub issue in a repo of your own. Like somewhere it doesn't have to be public if you're not ready for that i mean when you started with that whole like outcomes thing i'm sure that your full thoughts weren't all there i'm sure it was just like why are we spending our time doing this thing that doesn't mean and that might have been the initial thought and then it's grown over time you've identified like we're doing these wrong things because maybe we're measuring the wrong stuff I, I totally agree. And I see merit, right, to both getting out there in public and also notating it in private, right? You know, both of those allow you to kind of get that stuff out of your head and put it somewhere else where you can reference it and you can unload that cognitive load and use some of those processes, right, like to do something else. The one thing that I find really, really useful, a lot of folks kind of um, do this in the wider like startup ecosystem, but it's like when you get the idea out of your head and put it out there for the public to investigate, right? And to offer feedback, that's when you know whether or not it's good, right? Because all of your ideas, as long as they're in your head, all seem pretty good to you until you put them out there and let the public actually look at them and, and, you know, walk around, pick this thing up and look, you know, investigate it on all sides and then give you feedback. Or if it's a product, purchase it, right? Or subscribe to it, right? If, you know, if it's a thought, right? Like subscribe to your newsletter or your podcast or, you know, whatever it is until you do that, that action, Right. Like you don't really necessarily know if you're, you know, if this is something that's just been bothering you and nobody else or if you're actually on to something. Right. Like mm -hmm. your newscast, Jace, like, you know, getting that out there into the public and man, you're on to something. Right. But I think you probably didn't know that until you put it out there and then folks start telling you, dude, this is awesome. Yeah. I mean, it has a ton of engagement on LinkedIn. But Jace, uh, speaking of engagement, and you've been in the game for a long, long time, has distributing content or even just apps that you talk about and make, would you say that's uh, had a positive spin on your career? A measurable oh, spin? Always. I mean, here's the thing. If you make something and it's terrible, like somebody says, hey, go make a scoped app to like polish your skills on how to understand the mobile and service now. Even if what you make is horrendous and you'll never share it, You'll learn so many things from that because you tried it. You did something and maybe you failed, maybe you didn't, but regardless, you're going to have lessons learned. Like I know that for sure, I'm not going to use this method here because it just doesn't work. Right. On the same note with content, if you put something out there and like you struggle with the stuff, like writing that stuff out there, like you're going to know what works and what doesn't work and like maybe how better to form those statements and, and that content in a way that makes sense. I probably spent 
two hours recording that first two minute video or three minute video because I just, I didn't realize how recording takes work. But now I've got a whole process like in my brain about how it works and it's great. So it takes me an hour, maybe 45 minutes to do a set. Man, I know that feeling. <laughs> I remember but, the first videos I was trying to make, I was trying to make ITBM training videos for a customer of mine and they'd be five minutes a piece, but I try and do them in one take. And uh, I didn't even think about video editing products where I could just like, okay, take a big, long pause, take a breath, compose yourself, then start talking. Right. Like an editing tool worth its salt will just let you just, okay, let's just highlight that section and delete it. But man, I was sitting there like a fool. I get four minutes in and then I'd stutter and I'd be like, oh, uh, start all over. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever played um, Super Meat Boy? Why is that no. familiar? It's a side-scroller game. Anyways, there is no like pause in the middle of a level. All the level is like 30 seconds. But like when you complete the level, it shows you every wrong way you went and like all the ways you died. <laughs> and it's amazing. But the way you're talking about how you did it all in one take, it's like you did like the 100 different ways to fail and then 101st finally did it. Yeah. But really... If you like could pause it as you went, you could correct and make it right. Save yourself a bunch of time. You know, that had to be pretty gruesome to get to like minute number 56 of a, of a 60 minute video and then flub it. Oh, no, they weren't an hour. They were like, they were five minutes long. And even at five minutes long, it's still crushing to your soul to be like, oh, I got to do it all over again. But I mean, it's like debugging. Email, but much much worse right yeah. because debugging email you got to wait for whatever mail server to pick it up and send it to like actually test end to end and like that's yeah. going to be up to like two minutes so you're talking about a five minute thing that you actually actively have to do something and then you have to keep repeating uh, yeah i i'm i'm sorry you went through that <laughs> well i mean i i knew that it wasn't supposed to be like that i'm like how does anybody create an hour-long video right, right. And so it was just some of the stuff I just learned the, the hard way or by accident. And then some of those just like, you know, I, when you buy TechSmith, they send you all these tutorials on like how to do pre-production. I'm like, pre-production? <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're like, trust us, write a script. I'm like, no, nah, that can't be right. Write a script? But sure enough, I'd say the first third of my YouTube experience, like up until the point where I started doing my face on the camera, everything you heard is me reading it right off the script. Wow. Okay. Yep. So, so, I mean, let's, let's, let's double down on that, right? Let's educate. It took you a long time to learn these lessons, right? Like let's have to uh, help the audience out. So what tools do they need and what processes have you found the most helpful in getting your content produced and out to your audience as quickly and as efficiently and with as much polish as possible? And this is a question for me to both you, Duke and you, Jace. I feel like you guys can have a way better answer to this than I am, but I'll go first if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. Do it. For me, it's all about figuring out what message I'm trying to communicate. Sometimes it's just frustration. I just want to get something out there so I don't have to deal with the other tool. Like I have my own version of ServiceNow's developer, like their developer.servicenow.com reference stuff. I have my own version of it that never goes down because it's just a static site. Oh, because nice. It's down often enough that it bothers me, <laughs> which isn't much, but it doesn't take much for me to be inconvenienced. Okay. Right. But alternatively, if I'm writing like a post about like, there's a post I have that I'm really passionate about 
which is like owning your own content. Like I really think everybody should understand when you post something on a platform, you're giving some of that away to the platform. Like they host it, they can control who sees it, they can get rid of rid of it if they don't like it. And like the message I want to get out there is just you really need to understand like it's a trade-off. You're getting easy posting for a place to post it at a cost of you might not be able to get to this actually. Or even the tool that we all work on, their community, this is their third or fourth version of it. There's content that I know has been lost because I wrote it or I saw it. Yeah. And I've looked for it since and it's gone. Yeah. And like that's just you, the way the internet is. How do you like is it even plausible for somebody to own their own content for video? Like you basically have to have a service to run the video, right? It it is. I mean, you'd have to like host it like on something like Mux or yeah. have like Amazon host it or net or you know, one of those yeah. large providers. So like, but, like I basically like what for my written content, I keep copies of it, right? So it's it's always even if MailChimp disappeared overnight, I still have all my blogs that I wrote for MailChimp somewhere. Right. But I tend to think about LinkedIn and the ServiceNow community as channels where my content gets syndicated. So I have a I, right. I, my videos are on YouTube. I post on LinkedIn and thank goodness they have good thumbnail generation, right? And, and I talk about it on LinkedIn. So if, if I get kicked off LinkedIn for mouthing off to a bad faith recruiter, I still have the content. Right. And you can start over in a different service. You can move to Twitch or That's you right. can move to, yeah, somewhere, somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's really crucial to own that kind of stuff. That was just an example topic. But like my whole point was in my mind, whenever you're making something, just realize what the message of it is. Even if you don't have a message, it's gonna there's gonna be a message somewhere to somebody. Yeah. For me, I think that the more this ecosystem grows and the more people that are creating content, the more the minimum threshold of production quality is gonna increase. Um I'm gonna be out of a job. <laughs> no, but we're helping you out, Chase. We got I mean we're that newscast is like getting better every single time, right? Solved your audio issue in two episodes. You it's know what true. I mean? I still got to um, fix my lighting issue. Somebody told me I need another light because it looks like my beard is just my shirt. Yeah. Mark Scott and I ordered the same mini studio package from Amazon. That's another $100 spend, but yeah, uh, all within reach. I spent a lot of time just making sure that my content looks great. Like uh, the difference in a good thumbnail and a bad thumbnail on interactions is noticeable, even at the small scale I operate with. Okay. So, so yeah, so what I'm hearing here, right, is make sure if you're doing video, right, like, and you're in the video, make sure it's properly lit, right? Like, make sure your audio, if you're doing any kind of audio, make sure your audio is, is properly clear, right? And that you're not statically, staticky or low, right? And then when you're talking about syndication, make sure that the content that you're sharing has something that is a, a hook, right? And something that's going to grab the audience's attention. Yeah. So you want to make sure your, your thumbnail or whatever piece of content you're using to share with is something that the audience is going to gravitate towards. So that's that's a couple of tips right there, you know, for folks out there in the audience, you know, new guys and gals who are, you know, thinking about doing content and wondering, like, how do you get started? What about some of the editing tools you guys use? Like, Duke, I know um, to, to edit the uh, podcast, you do uh, use Descript. Actually, we're, we might have to have a part two because it's 40 minutes in of record and uh, it was pretty solid the whole way through. Oh, sweet. <laughs> All right. James, would you join us on a second episode where we actually talk about the tools that we that we use to build the content? Sure. We can All do right. that another time if you like. Cool. Well, we got 40 minutes in, buddy. So why don't you take the last word? 
Sure. Well, if you want to see what's happening with me, follow me on LinkedIn. And on YouTube, I have a channel called Jace Now where I'm posting these news clips, but also news.jace.pro. And if you are making content anywhere, I want to know about it. I don't have it open for people to list their own stuff in there yet, but it's coming. And I just got to say, like, again, big fan. Love, love the content that you're putting out. Love the sites. Really, really appreciate you coming on the show and spending, spending a little time with us to talk about all of this stuff. Thanks a lot, Chase. We talked about a lot of different links. They're all going to be in the description below. Be sure to check that out. All right, folks, we will see you on the next one. All right, guys. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. CJ and the Duke is hosted by Robert the Duke Fedoric and Corey CJ Wesley. We are both freelance vendor agnostic ServiceNow experts who can help you in three different ways. If you want a true consigliere in your corner for your ServiceNow implementation, if you want to tell your customer story on CJ and the Duke, or if you want your brand in front of the largest independent ServiceNow podcast community, check the links below for how to contact us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.